morning. <laughs> so uh, this is this is guest Sunday. Just kind of worked out that way. So who do you, who do we have here? We have Walter McNeil. Hi, Walter. Hello, brother. How are you? We have we have Anthony Chapman. Hey, guys. And we have Craig Colbreth. And so I'll tell you why each one of them is here. Each one of them is here is because I was pressured this week and didn't have time to prepare anything. But uh, <laughs> make the most of every opportunity. That's, That's what it right. says in the scripture, right? It does. Making the most of every opportunity. So Walter's here. I'm going to have Walter talk to you in a moment. But Walter's here because he's going to be planting a church in Norwich, and we've been working with him for several months now to, uh, to do that. Anthony and Irene, some of you know Anthony and Irene. Um, some of you don't. But Anthony and Irene have been in Israel for 16 years, and uh, the church that they left there, um, you'll have to tell them about what's going on with the church that was, that was left there and some of the people in Tal. I think Tal came here and played before, right? So he'll tell you about Tal, who's been here before. And uh, Craig uh, Colbreth, who is uh, from not the Treasure Coast. St. Augustine. St. Augustine. Um, but you are with the Treasure right. Coast... Association right. churches. Yep. And you told me that there's no treasure on the Treasure Coast. No, I just get tourists to come. <laughs> <laughs> they come looking for it. <laughs> they come looking for it. So, so Craig is here because I think there's eight pastors right yeah. now mm-hmm. that um, we've brought up that are trying to network with some churches in New England. <clears throat> They're from churches in Florida. And so they're wondering if the Lord is forming some partnerships between Florida churches and New England churches. And we're exploring that, and we'll see where it goes with the Lord. And he's going to share a message today, and he's also going to tell you who he is and tell you some more about the Treasure Coast. And so, Walter, why don't you tell us first, who are, who are you? Praise God. Amen. I am Pastor Walter McNeil of Faith to Faith Community Church. I can say that... <clears throat> And say that with gladness in my heart today because the Lord has taken me from a broken place. Amen. I'm from Norwich, Connecticut. I was out in Norwich 35 years of substance abuse in my life, broken in and out of prison. I've done a lot of things. I've from gun charges to every type of charge that there is. But the Lord saw something in me that people didn't. And he took me out of the miry clay and he put me on a rock. He put me on a rock where everyone around me said that you'll never be nothing. You'll never amount to anything. But the Lord has blessed me. He has established his word in me. And so he put a calling on my life. And the first time I said, no, that's not for me. (laughs) I didn't see who Jesus said I was in myself. I couldn't see that what the Bible was telling me who I am. I had to see what Jesus saw in me. I had to see me as Jesus sees me. And I reached out to that calling, and that calling he gave me in the form of a vision. And he said, I'm going to send you out to preach my word. I'm going to take you to the same place where I delivered you from. And that's the city of Norwich. And that's talking to people under addiction, substance abuse, without hope. People who society has written off and said that there'll never be anything with a message of hope 
through salvation through Jesus Christ. And he called me to establish a church, and he put a vision in my heart. I kept talking about this vision to many people. Many people said, nope, that's not for you. But the Lord said, no, it is for you, because I'm telling you it's for you. And so I just said, you know, Lord, I just want to please you. I want to please your heart. I want to please you, Jesus. So help me to walk in obedience according to your word and your will and your purpose for my life. My wife said, honey, are you sure you want to do this? I said, but the Lord is telling me to do this. And I said, he's the first and foremost thing in my life, honey. He says, if I just go according to his word, that he would add all other things unto me. So we'll be blessed. You know, me and my three-year-old little girl who loves the Lord, we uh, were established. We met Joe here. Joe has been a brother and a mentor to me. He has been so good to me that he has counseled me in many, many ways. And uh, we started speaking about things, and the Lord has made a way and provided a way that I could be ordained as a pastor in this church. And we've gone over many, many meetings along with my brother right here. We've talked and discussed about how we're going to establish the church. But the Lord put on my heart. He said, you're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All you have to do is be obedient to me. And so we have a skeleton church up at 294 Washington Street in Norwich, Faith to Faith Community Church. Faith to Faith Community Church. Some people said, ah, you sure about that name? I don't know about that name. I said, no, that's the name that the Lord gave me. And Joe will tell you that. I'm very adamant on what the Lord speaks to me. And I said, nope, that's the name. And so that's where we are. Right now, we are a skeleton church. We're looking to launch in January 2024 on the 21st day of January. And so we're asking for your prayers. We are in need of, uh, of, of help and support in many different ways. And if the Lord has put it on your heart, bless us and strengthen us that we can partner with you and we can do things in this community. Our vision is to reach those without hope, to share the love of Jesus in that town of Norwich. There are many people who need the word of Christ over their lives. They need to know that there's hope in Jesus Christ. And the Lord has put us in a position where we're able to do that. And so until that time, just pray for us. Uh, help us in any way that you can. Uh, we could use it. And uh, thank you for letting me share. So, so after Walter speaks, I feel like getting saved. Anybody else? Like you do that, you're like, I think I want to get saved now. <laughs> well, come on, brother Joe, we'll baptize you right now. We're gonna baptize Pastor Joe. Anthony Chapman's gonna share with us, and 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 uh, what we're gonna do at the end, Anthony, is uh, we're gonna pray for Walter, and we're gonna pray for the things that you bring up, and so we'll let everybody pray out loud, and some of us from the platform will pray. But why don't you tell us what's going on? Give us an update. Who you are, because not everybody knows who you are. Hey. Um, yeah, so uh, about 20 years ago, just about 20 years ago, Joe called me up and said, hey, you want to be a youth pastor at my church? And I was like, yes. And he said, why don't you pray about it for a few minutes? And, and uh, so that's how I ended up being here and uh, hanging out. Um, as a youth pastor for a few years, and then I met Irene over, she was in my, going to my dad's church in uh, Rhode Island, and we got married, and we were just praying in front of this world map. We said, where do you want us to go, Lord? We felt like we needed to be somewhere where less people know about Jesus, so we ended up moving to Israel. We thought we'd go there for two years, 
And uh, we, we were there 17 years. Um, in, and so, you know, we, uh, we, first we were serving in Jerusalem, then we were in Beersheba, which is in the south of Israel. And, uh, and you know, many, many different things happened. But, but we ended up planting a church three years ago. And, um, and my friend Victor, who, when we first got there, you know, he was much younger. So I began teaching him to play guitar when he was something like 12 years old. And, um, and I don't know if I'm going to make it through this right now. But, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, he, um, he, he took over for me as the pastor of that church. Uh, we, we came back here um, about two months ago. So he and his wife, and it's a small church, you know. You know, I, I'm a quarter Italian, and sometimes that just emotion just starts <laughs> taking over. Um, the, uh, the thing is, the, um, he, he's also, he's served in a very elite military unit. And so, you know, you guys have all seen this on the news last and, and we've been there for 17 years. We've seen a lot of, a lot of stuff happen. There has been like terrorists who infiltrated into the, into the country and they're looking for them house to house. There's been all kinds of different things, but nothing to this level. There has never been anything like what's going on right now in Israel. And so, you know, what they, what they did was Hamas uh, organized this very coordinated attack where they took out all the cameras along the security fence all at once. They thought it was some kind of, they thought it was some kind of just like technical error. Like why, how did all those things go out at one time? But in the meantime, they broke through 21 places in the security fence. Hundreds of guys came through on trucks, motorcycles, and they just started taking over Israeli uh, outposts, Israeli villages, towns, and basically started just murdering people, that, 650 people. And that's just the beginning number. It, it's, it's more. Died yesterday. And, uh, and, and Victor, you know, he, he was, because he serves in an in a elite unit, He's one of the first ones called up. He was right there, and you know he's been actually in the middle of the battle. And you know it's like, it's like we're 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 in c contact on WhatsApp right now. And he's like telling me, you know, he, I'm going into this situation, that situation, and uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy to see all this happening. So we really, you know, there, there's nothing we can do a whole lot. We can't do a whole lot to help right now, like physically, right? Um, any of us, but what we need to do is we can pray. And, and I, I know personally, there's just, I personally know a lot of guys who have been called up to serve right now. And you know, all that whole country, basically they're, they're facing, they're st they started shooting rockets from the north from Lebanon. Hezbollah just started shooting some rockets. Um, they're worried about Syria. Obviously, you have the, the West Bank. If that all lights up, if everything lights up, this whole thing, and it looks like it could go that direction right now. Um, so we just really need to pray, and especially for these believers who are, you know, people who believe in Yeshua, who are serving in the military, who I know at least 10 guys who are my friends who are now, who are now fighting 
and fighting for the, the survival of their country. And you can imagine all their wives at home with kids. And, and it's crazy because these guys came in and now, now the Israeli army is searching through the Israeli towns for these guys. And they're finding them underneath staircases of your house. They're finding them, you know, in all kinds of places. And, and so we just need to pray for protection. And, you know, just, just now this happened where an Israeli young, young man was in the wrong place. And the Israeli army sh- shot at him because, you know, he didn't stop when they told him to stop. All kinds of complicated stuff can happen. And we just need to see God's protection for these guys. Um, so, you know, also like what happens with the church right now? How do you meet? How do you take care of people? And, and obviously we're going to be like really involved in that right now because the pastor who I just set up, who, who is, who, he's like fighting on the front line. He can't do anything. So I'm going to probably be doing stuff by, by video and trying to help, help keep things together. So, um, yeah, just, uh, just a lot of intense stuff happening. We, we just need you guys to pray a lot for them. So pray for him and for Tal, who some of us know, because some of us know him. So, um, yeah, I, we, we've got some names we can tell you to pray for. Um, we could pray for Victor. His wife is Hadar. We pray for Tal. His wife is Eden. We could pray for Gal, Simon, and a bunch of other guys. But, you know, those are a few names we could pray for right now. So we're going to lay hands on Walter and pray for him. We did that last week. We ordained, we ordained Walter. We had, a, we had a group of guys um, who prayed over him, ordained him. And so, but, but we, want to, we want to encourage him. In, uh, so we're going to pray for him. And after we pray for him, then uh, anybody here that wants to pray, pray out loud for him. God, I just thank you so much for Walter. Lord, Walter has been called by you to do something amazing in Norwich. And there are people who, who will not be reached by the gospel unless Walter obeys the call you have on his life. And so, Lord, we pray that you would give him courage. We pray that his wife and him would have the unified spirit, that they would be able to step forward into this ministry with full um, courage and inspiration by your spirit, that he would know what to say, how to say it, where to reach out. Lord, we pray that you'd give them creativity, that they would know who and where to to be and how to present your gospel in a way that connects directly with the people of Norwich. Lord, we pray that there would be people in Norwich who would be saved, that that they would know the hope of the gospel and they would turn away from darkness to light. Lord, we thank you for Walter. We pray to give him all the strength and the courage that he needs in these next days. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for Walter and the call on his life. And Lord, we just heard of uh, soldiers with weapons running into battle. And Lord, there's a sense in which Walter is running into the battle. The evil one does not like this. There are lives that uh, need to be changed. And they're only going to be changed because of this opportunity. So Lord, protect him. Protect his wife. Protect his daughter. And Lord, just uh, in January... Uh, just uh, make a difference on that day and in the days ahead. We thank you for his faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Amen. A couple of people want to pray for Walter? That'd be great. Thank you for Walter. Um, a few minutes of listening to him speak shows me that he is a man that hears your voice and follows it, Lord. Strengthen him to hear your voice continually, to not lose sight of 
your mission. Um, surround him with the armor of God daily because he has an enemy that wants to tear him down. Give him strength, Father God, in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, the calling you put on Walter's life. Lord, we, uh, we pray for uh, the people he's going to reach out to, Lord. Uh, uh, those that are deceived by the enemy that lives in their addictions, Lord, I just pray, Father, you would give Walter words of, uh, words of uh, compassion, words of comfort, words of encouragement, Lord, Father, that, uh, that these, uh, these, these people who are, who are struggling to, to be free, Lord, that you would, uh, you would grant Walter um, your Holy Spirit's power uh, to free these people, Lord. In your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that you would help Walter to free these men and women. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you that you have laid your hand upon Walter, that you have given him the opportunity to reach out to other people who need you, who need you, Jesus. And we just are so grateful that you have brought him to Norwich, and I ask that you bless his ministry there, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Walter, turn around so I can take your picture with, it, with, with, with all these people here. Because, because when, uh, when, when you're great, I want to be able to say, you know, he was at our church one time. <laughs> so we're going, to pray for, we're going to pray for Israel, too. So can we pray for you? And then, and then uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. There you go. We want, we want you to pray, too. And then, uh, and then you can tell us, like, we're going to pray for you, and then, and then you can tell us specifically some things to pray for, and people out here will pray for them, all right? Great. How's that? Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for our brother right now, Lord Father. You are the lifter of our heads, Lord Father, and uh, lover of our souls, and we just ask today, Lord Father, that you would hear these pleas, Lord Father, and all these petitions that have been laid before you, Lord Father. There's no sickness or adversity that you have not healed. Your word tells us that you healed every sickness and every disease, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Not one came short of you that you blessed and healed each and every one of them, Lord. So as today we listen to our brothers and our brothers and sisters in Israel who are undergoing adversity and so many things going on, Lord Father, that are not of you, Lord Father, we ask that you would look upon them, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would look upon their situation, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless, heal, and save during this time. We don't always understand why things are happening, and we don't always understand what the reason for their happenings is, but we do know this one thing, Lord Father, is that you are good. You are good in everything. You are good in every situation, in every way, Lord Father. Help them to look upon the hills from which forth cometh their help. For their help cometh from the Lord. And we ask, O oh Lord Father, in their minutes of time of darkness, Lord Father, that you would be a light, that you would be a light unto them, the light upon their feet and the lamp unto their path, Lord Father, that you may bless them, that you would supply them with every need, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. Let them call upon the Lord, Lord Father, the lover of their souls, for you are the horn of our salvation. And we just ask, Lord Father, that you would strengthen my brother here today, Lord Father, that you would strengthen him. Strengthen him in his inner man, Lord Father. Strengthen him in every way, Lord Father, that the anointing of your spirit may be upon him. Fresh oil, Lord Father, may pour from the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet, Lord Father. Strengthen him, Lord Father, for the purpose and the calling on his life. 
that he may speak of the word of God, Lord Father. Anoint the lips of clay, Lord Father, that he may speak your word, Lord Father. Bless your manservant today, Lord Father, for every good work, for every good work that you would be glorified in his life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So why don't you tell us some of the things to pray for and uh, people can start praying them out. Yeah, um, so for the, first of all, for the believing soldiers, like we said, we have, uh, we got Victor, Gal, um, Simon, Tal, Tal played violin here before, you might, you, like he was saying, um, Mark, there's another guy named Mark, there, there's, there's just so many names I could give, but let's start with those guys and, and their wives and families, so pray for their wives and families at home, um, pray for Hamas to be broken, like these guys have this evil power, and, uh, and, and that the lies of, you know, th these guys believe that, that killing innocent people pleases God. That's what they believe. And so we need to pray that that is broken. Um, pray that the other regions do not light up, that, that there is no more, uh, that, that these other borders and other areas would not be, so there would only be one front um, and, uh, you know, pray obviously for the hope of Jesus because all, all these people are dying, both sides, right? And they don't know the hope of Jesus. And so that, that's, uh, that's the most heartbreaking thing in the, of the whole thing. So that, that's where we can start. And, and however, obviously, God will lead you guys to pray and, and you'll know what to say. Lord, your word says that no weapon formed against us will prosper. No weapon. Father, we stand on that. We stand on your authority, Lord. We stand on your power. We stand on your purpose. We stand on what you're doing, Lord. And, and so many times we don't get it. We don't, we don't understand that you're doing things this way. But Lord, nothing, nothing goes on that you're not aware of. So Lord, in Israel, you're, you're chosen people. Lord, we know what your word says. And Father, we're reminded this morning, I'm reminded this morning, that there's some souls over there that think they're doing good that need to be turned into Paul's. So Father, would you blind them? Lord, would you do whatever you need to do, Lord, physically blind them? They're spiritually blinded? So would you open their hearts and open their eyes and Lord, would you help us, remind us of Ephesians 6 this morning, that we are not wrestling against flesh and blood. It's not people that are deceived, that we're battling. It's good and evil, and we've already won. So Lord, all the ugliness we know is for your purpose and eventually for your glory. So Lord, help us live in victory. Thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. God, I just want to thank you that these these men that are out in battle right now, that they know you, that they that they trust you, God. I, I ask that you would just cover them with your protection, God, your divine protection. I pray that you would um, that you would just be your presence would go with them, Father. I pray for their wives, God. I pray for um, for Hadar and for all the other wives there, God. I just ask, Lord, that you would just give them your divine peace, Father. I pray that you would, that you would, um, 
God, just speak to them. I pray that your presence would be with them, God. I pray that you would give them visions, that you would give them um, just just your spirit would reveal um, the things that you are doing in the midst of all of this and that you would give them comfort and peace and that you would give them encouragement um, and, yeah, just protection, Father. I, I know that this, all of this is, is so contrary and opposite of, of what you desired for the world to be, but, God, you, um, you can bring... Uh, you can bring good out of this, and you will bring good out of it. So I pray that you would be glorified. Um, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I just thank you so much for today. Lord. I thank you that we can sit here, stand here, and know that we are seen. Father, you have seen Israel through the years, from the beginning of time, Lord. Israel is your people. Father, through the years of corruption, through the years of blessings, Lord, right now Israel is being attacked. Lord, your people, your people that you have everywhere amidst the darkness, Father, there is hope. Lord, when everybody just sees the defeat, Lord, when they see the, the fear, Lord, you have your people everywhere around this world. Lord, and what a blessing we can pray for each other and we know that you move in the power of prayer. Lord, we may never see and not understand, Lord, but we know that you are moving and you work for good. Father, and even the life of Walter, Lord, I thank you. And you the life of Anthony, Lord. Father, you see us where we are. You have us in a particular place for a particular time. I thank you. I pray that you would just open our eyes and open our hearts. I pray for protection, Lord. Lord, like Anthony said, keep it on one front. Lord, but that they would just feel your presence all around them. And that they would know that they were being protected all around them. Let's have one more person pray. Heavenly Father, I, I, uh, I pray now as this is playing out on the world stage and what other countries around the world are seeing now uh, and people and individuals. Father, I pray that your, your light, your purpose, your understanding uh, would be on everybody who is seeing this and what's happening and, and recognition of where we are as a world and, and what's to come. Father, I pray for those that are rushing in to provide aid right now, that you would protect them and keep them. There's just so much going on in this world. And we know where the end is. Praise the Lord. Father, it's, as everybody has said over and over and over again, there are so many people that need you. I pray that that as these other countries and, and other individuals around the world, as they prepare to move in and, and try to provide whatever help that they can, I pray for these soldiers that are on the line, I pray for the families, mm -hmm. the kids that are having to live through this. Mm -hmm. I pray for your support, your peace. 
your understanding in their hearts. Amen. So uh, Craig is going to share with us yep. the word, and uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about who sure. you are. Sure. Okay. And you're going to dispel some of the myths of the treasure. I am. I'm going to. Yep. Okay. Um, again, uh, my name is uh, Craig Culbreth. Uh, my wife is over here with Patty, and uh, we are here with a group of pastors uh, from uh, Florida. Um, and, uh, when you get a certain point into South Florida by going South, you've actually gone North. We know that. And, uh, there are two kinds of people in Florida. There's the nice ones. We call those Floridians. Okay. <laughs> and then the ones who aren't so nice, we call those floor idiots. <laughs> and, um, and some of them have come from here. I will say that, uh, but not all of them. Uh, it's a question you normally ask. Uh, people, when you meet them, where are you from? Because they're just native Floridians are really rare. So um, we are up here with a group. We're trying to connect with churches and pastors um, and trying to uh, develop some relationships so we can go back and forth so that we as uh, uh, Florida pastors who are surrounded now by a lot of people from New England, uh, we can learn. Uh, from you, and then some of them can learn from some of the things. So, uh, you know, um, I, I live by the principle that none of us is as smart as all of us. And so we're, we're looking to uh, develop relationships. And I know that, you know, in any community, there's certain fans of a certain team, and, and I get that. Um, but we want to be reminded that... Uh, as believers, we're on, we're on the same team. Uh, we wear the same jersey. Uh, we all have the same coach. And um, so uh, we're excited to be here. And um, uh, about two weeks ago, when I started thinking about what I would speak on today, um, I had no idea what would be going on in Jerusalem. Uh, but we are actually going to take a snapshot of a Jesus and um, two days uh, in his last week of his life. And um, it says in Mark chapter 11, it simply says this. He went into Jerusalem and into the temple. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I'd ask for these few moments that you would help everyone in this room and everyone that's watching. Lord, we've all heard a lot of voices this week. We've heard them on our televisions, we've heard them on our phones, on our computers, in our workplace, in our neighborhood, in our family. We've heard a lot of voices. But Lord, for these few moments right here, we'd ask that we could hear your voice, that you would speak to us and tell us what you want us to know on what is said today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, we want to talk this morning about that the thing that we have in common uh, with Jesus is are some things, but I hold in my hand one of these rare things, and if you're under 30, this is a calendar, okay? They used to be pretty common. You wrote things on them with a pen, okay? You know what a pen is? I can show you afterwards, but... 
um, and it would have the dates, and we would write things on them, and then we would even plan ahead by writing things ahead. And so today, there's a sense in which we're just going to take a snapshot of, the, of two of the days in Jesus' life to, to point out this, that there are four things that are true of these two days that are true for everyone in this room. And so we're going to connect that to help you see that where you are um, matters. And we want you to leave here with hope. We heard from uh, Pastor Walter, and we know that, that he's going to bring hope to some people that have no hope. But I want to share with you today that you can leave here with hope. And so let's uh, just, uh, in the few minutes we have left, um, let's look at, first of all, the thing that's true. The first thing that's true of us and of this passage is that Jesus was in a place. Now, this may seem elementary to you, but everybody is someplace, right? In fact, just think about it. Have you ever noticed that wherever you go, you're always there. And if you weren't there, you'd be some other place, right? And so that's the whole idea that everybody is in a place. And I don't know what place you came from. I don't know what place you're going to. But everybody in this room has this in common with Jesus on those two days. He was in a place. And he showed up in Jerusalem, a, Jer a city that Anthony will tell you is just full of some amazing things from history, but some of the most confusing things as far as what people believe in such a small space. I was just there in January. It's absolutely amazing to me. And I've lived in some pretty diverse cities, but the diversity in such a small place. And on this place is, is a lot of history. There's a lot of uh, things that we as, um, because New England is full of American history. Listen, I live in the oldest city in America, St. Augustine. You want to talk about history, we can talk about history. But we still can't even begin to touch the history that's in Jerusalem. And now it's gone from just being a historic place to now it's on the front page. And it does matter what's going on in that place, and it matters what's going on in your place where you're at. And so you are in a place. So whatever you're facing, know that you're in a particular place at a particular time. The second thing that's true in this uh, two-day snapshot in Mark 11 and 12, it says this in verse 4 of 11. He says, so they went and found a colt outside in the street tied by a door. They untied it. And some of those standing there, we don't even know their names, but they were there. In fact, at this time, there was what was called Passover. The city grew from 200,000 to almost a million for about nine to 10 days. And so the Bible is full of names. We can know Bible characters. We know things about it. But you know, the Bible is full of some of them. All right. And that's probably you. Now, I could be wrong. There could be a celebrity in this crowd. I don't know. Okay? If you are after church, please let me get my picture taken with you. 
and I'll post it and I'll say that I was in church with you and all those things and it'll probably won't help your celebrity, but it'll help me feel good. All right. But chances are you're just people um, like that were in this story. And some of them, we know their names. I mean, Peter's mentioned, Jesus is mentioned. There's all sorts of business people that are mentioned. There's religious people. But these people are in the story, just like there's people in your story. Okay? There are people in your story. There's some in this story that loved Jesus. They praised him when he came riding into the city. And then there are those that three different times in these two chapters, they say, we want to kill him. That's how much they hated him. That's how much they hated him. And so the people in your story are there for a reason. Okay? They're not there... um, and you, you may believe things are accidental, okay? But I believe when it comes to family and relationships, okay? Those things are important. And so just like Jesus had a place that he was, you have a place. Just like Jesus had people around him, you have people. And maybe some of them you get along really well with. Maybe some of them, not so much, okay? And so... Um, you know, the interesting thing about Florida is we gain a thousand. Last year, we gained 1,007 people who came and didn't go home. They stayed. They liked the weather. They liked the low taxes. I don't know why they stayed, but they stayed. My neighborhood's surrounded with people. They came. I said, why are you here? Hey, you don't have a state income tax or... Your weather's better or something. But they came and they stayed. And I don't want to distract from what God's doing. But those people are now in my world. Okay? A lot of them. You know? A lot of them. Man, we love them to come, spend their money, and go home. But anyway. So, um, but then the third thing that's true of... Jesus and you and I, is that there's problems. There's problems. He, he had a, he had spent now three and a half years traveling all over, trying to tell people the truth, and the most religious people in the country at that time were the ones that hated him the most. The people you would think would say, hey, this is just like the Old Testament promised. This is just the Messiah that we want, just the opposite. And so Jesus related to those people that had problems, but he also was faced with the problems. He was faced with those people that had turned the temple into Walmart. And so it it really bothered him that in, in the fact that these people had now created problems. Now, I don't know what your problems are, but I can guarantee you, you got out of bed this morning, maybe you're older, and maybe there's parts of your body that hurt. Okay? Maybe you got out of bed, and there were things that you were reminded of. But I don't know what you brought in here with you, but I can promise you, everybody brings in problems. 
Now, if I was to close the Bible and go sit down, that would be depressing. I just told you about you're in this place. You can't do anything about it. You got these people with you, and you got problems. You know, I would never make a living as a motivational speaker because you hadn't been motivated to do anything. Said, these other two guys up here, man, they did something, and then that third guy, man, what in the world? What in the world? How'd he get to go and talk the longest? That's because I want to get to the good news in this story, and that is the possibilities. The possibilities. Mark chapter 11 and verse 24, starting in verse 22, says this. Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he said will happen. It will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, everything you pray and ask for, believe you have received, and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone else, forgive him so that your Father in heaven will also forgive you of your wrongdoing. And so he gives them possibilities. He gives them and says, listen, as bad as it was for me for those two days, there are possibilities. I want to remind you. And so there's a couple things real quick that I want to remind you about your possibilities. First of all, your possibilities are based on this book. Okay? They are based on this book. Now, when you were a little kid, um, you were taught things. Okay? Maybe how to ride a bike how to use a spoon, a fork. But you know one thing that you were not taught? You were not taught how to tell lies. You just learned it. In fact, some people, the older they get, the better they get at it. Okay? But the one thing, the Bible talks about a lot of things God can do, but he talks about the one thing God can't do. Paul said to Titus, God cannot lie. That's against everything. And so I want to say this, that eight times in these two short days, Jesus quotes from the scriptures, from the Old Testament. And I want to tell you this, that your hope is going to start right here. Now, I love to read. I have literally thousands of books. But there's one that I come to when I need hope when I need possibilities, when I need to figure out what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? How is this going to work out? I come here, and I want to tell you, that's where your hope begins. This is where the story begins, where Jesus says, this is important. Jesus, in John chapter 3, had a conversation with the most religious man that he ever had a one-on-one conversation with. His name was Nicodemus. And he ended that conversation in John 3 by saying this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I'm telling you, that's where it starts. It starts when you open this book and open your heart to God. That's where you'll find the hope. That's where you'll find the possibilities. In any place, among any people, with any problems, that's where you'll find it. And Jesus uses it over and over and over 
to show us that's where it is. The second thing about this hope is a reminder that situations can be overcome. They really can. Again, another thing that your parents never taught you, but you've gotten good at, is worry. We're good at that, aren't we? Some of you did a lot of it last night. You really did. Because some people, that's their, that's their worry time, you know? And uh, I was, uh, had two situations in counseling where I was talking to a lady who, you know, said to me this, and she's a professional. This is how I know. Listen to what she said to me. She said, Pastor, I worry because I worry too much. I said, you're a professional. I mean, you've taken it to the next level, okay? And then another guy says, hey, Pastor, you know, about 85% of the things that I worry about never happen. And I said, great, what's your takeaway? Oh, I just am worrying about the wrong thing. I said, no, no, you're missing it. You're missing it. And so we come to this, this possibilities. We need to see the second thing is that bad situations can be overcome. They really can. I mean, what we thought was evil, even with Jesus that would be taken to the cross, made a difference and changed everything for us. And so solutions can appear. And so rather than just spend our time worrying about them, we should spend our time talking to God about them and trying to figure out, God, how do you want me to do this? He doesn't want you to worry about it. He doesn't want you to spend all that wasted effort. In fact, if you, you go back, today is October the 8th. Can you tell me what you were worrying about on October 8th, 2022? Chances are no. Chances are. And so worrying about something today is not going to get you any closer to a solution. But spending time with God and being what Jesus illustrated here. And he says, he, Paul would say later in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. So if you want to see the solution and th with the situation, Turn to Christ. Turn to Jesus and listen to him. And the, the last thing about this hope is that strong relationships are important. You know, it really does matter that you're here today. It really does. And each person in this room really matters to each other. The Bible refers to the church as the house of God. A house is something that we think about relationships. It's not the business place of God. It's the house of God because it's about relationships. It's that relationship you have with God, that relationship you have with Jesus, that relationship you have with each other. Don't miss out on that. Don't take for granted what you have. There are churches that gathered this morning and they had to do it in secret. They, they could not tell anybody. I got a friend of mine who's a missionary, and he's in a place. He can't even use his real name. And he's dealing with people that can't, can't publicly say that I'm a believer. Can't tell anybody. 
or their life is over. I mean, literally over. There's still places in this country, but here today, these people in this room, this church, this place, that's why, you know, if everybody got out of bed in this county this morning and decided to go to church, where would we put them? That's why we need new churches like Walter started. Because there's, there's still a lot of people that need what we have here. And Jesus pointed that out by spending time with, in those days, he purposely spent time with that, his disciples. And he purposely prayed and spent time with God. And that's the relationships that you need to have with other people and with God. Because that is what will get you through it. In the 1960s, there was a lot of competition between the United States and Russia. Uh, there was competition to be the first person on the moon. There was competition to explore and try to find some value in two places. One was the North Pole and the other was Antarctica. And Antarctica, in April of 1961, there was a group of Russians that were scientists in this very isolated place. And the one guy that was the medical doctor got sick. He got sick. I mean, really sick. And he diagnosed himself as having appendicitis. And so he was left with one option. He had to have his appendix taken out. There wasn't anybody else among those seven other men who knew anything about it. So in April of 1961, Dr. Leonard Puckoff performed surgery on himself. Now, remember, he had to stay awake. Now, I tell you that story for this reason. Okay? You can't do surgery on yourself. You can't. If you want hope, you can't just fix it. You can't just hope it happens, okay? Hope is a great attitude, folks, but it's a terrible strategy. You can't just hope. You got to do something. And Jesus, in those days in his life, he showed us. He showed us that the... Every place is important. He showed us every person is important. He showed us problems have solutions, and he left us with the possibility of hope. It's in Jesus that you and I need. We can't self-medicate. We can't self-do surgery. We can't do it. We will not fix it. It will come back. You just guarantee it. So today, before you leave here, turn it over to God. I said to Walter in the earlier service, one of the things that church planters love to say to people, come as you are. And we're thankful you came today as you are. But the tragedy would be that you left as you came. And nothing's different. Because when you walk out that door, Monday's coming. <laughs> Weekend's over. And you're, you're going to have to come up with some solutions. And that solution 
is only found in Jesus. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one in this room. I just pray your blessing on them. I have no idea what they're facing. I know they're in this place. I know they have people. I know they have problems. But Lord, you're here with solutions. The possibility of hope. Lord, help us turn our lives over to you. Open your word on a daily basis. Have relationships with other Christians and other people in this room, but also every single day, not just Sunday morning, every single day, have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Always wanted to be in the band. No, no, no. You don't want me to stay. <laughs> Trust me. So, Lord, we don't want to go as we came, right? It takes a whole Bible to make a whole Christian takes a whole experience here from music to fellowship to listening to expo exposition of the word to prayer to make a whole experience here on Sunday and uh, we don't have to live Monday alone Lord Jesus you said you're with us wherever we go God you said that to Joshua and they're going into the promised land. And uh, we trust you with that. We trust you with what's going on in Israel right now. We trust you with what's going on at 294 Washington Street. We trust you with, to what's going on with 126 Sharp Hill and the other satellite campuses and the other teachers and pastors that are associated with this particular church. But God, your body of Christ is huge <laughs> with a big C and we can go out there and we can encourage each other. We can be present with somebody else. We can <sighs> just be there for somebody and we can allow someone to be there for us as well. So thank you for the encouragement this morning. Help us to uh, pass it along to someone else. Thank you for putting that hope in our heart and help us to put that to boots on the ground as we walk one day at a time with you, Lord Jesus. We're going to sing, He is Exalted.
exalted, the King is exalted on high, and I will praise Him. He is exalted forever, exalted, and I will praise His name. For He is the Lord, forever His truth shall blessed day in spite of anything else that's going on in your head. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus. Be blessed.